These people don't give shit. <laughs> We're giving them the business, the business, the business. All the band is out on the field. Week three, college football action coming at you fast. I'm Robert. He's Davis. He's Joey. Welcome back to the College Football Extravaganza podcast. Like us, we're on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network on YouTube, College Football Extravaganza on Facebook. Uh, yeah, CFB Extravaganza, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, welcome back, guys. Davis and I returning to the podcast. Our last show we did on ESPN Radio Pensacola. And that was pretty cool. I just got the audio today, so I'm going to rip it and edit it with the, with the film and put it together and put it up just for fun. It'll be a little bit late, but, I mean, I mean, it's a cool experience. It was. I, mean, I know you've been on the radio a lot. You, you were used to it, but that was my first time getting to be on a show on the radio. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it was nice going back and doing it. It was nice getting to... They need they need you, man. You you were figuring shit out on the uh, <laughs> on the piece. I know, and dude. It's like things were falling apart left and right. Uh, the the broadcast went off at one point, and then when the game started, apparently they weren't on air. I I ultimately think what happened was they just logged into the wrong access point, mm-hmm. the Comrex, and th- I think it was as simple as that. I I really do. So, hey, they figured it out. We got to go and enjoy the game. We couldn't buy beer, unfortunately, because we didn't bring cash. What the? Oh, that was annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't want to like go walk all the way back to my car to go to go grab my go grab my beer that I had in my backpack. Yeah, that was really dumb. That was really dumb uh, for them only to cash. But I will say, they did not search our bags. We could have t- we could have took a whole pack in there. So next time they host a game at UWF, we can give it a try. But uh, other than that, all right, it's still fun, nonetheless. Let's move to week two and uh, tell everyone we were right, we were wrong about whatever we were right and wrong about. I want to give a shout out to Coastal Carolina kicking ass on Friday, kick Kansas ass. It actually looked like a pretty good game at first, and uh, then Coastal ran away with it. So scoring forty nine points. Like I said, they're going to be scoring. 40, 50 points a game this this uh, week. Um, next, matchups on Saturday. Alabama, um, Blue, Mercer out. Nick Saban's not happy. So, yeah. Um, I know. Like, he, um, he, he, Saban's a weird cat, man, because he looks at a team like Mercer and he still wants to keep his team motivated and like, no, 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 this team could sneak up on you. You never know. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we, we played really good in the first half, but then in the second half, it was like, you know, they, I think he maybe said this about Miami, but he's like, you know, we still you – know, they almost outscored us in the second half. I don't know. He's, yeah. He's a weird guy. I um, almost bet on Alabama every week, but I never bet on him on these, like, weird Mercer-type games just because, I don't know, it's weird. Like, how do you keep a keep team motivated whenever you go up on them? Fucking what, – what was it, 31 to nothing in the first mm-hmm. half? Yeah. I remember when remember when Tuscaloosa when the students would just leave the game in like the second quarter so he can go back drink and Nick Saban yelled at them. <laughs> yeah, he did because that's what that's what Saban do, right? Yeah, 
And I get it, but, you know, that's what happens when you play these little cupcake teams and you're winning 40 to nothing at halftime. I lost interest. I'll go to a bar and watch, watch uh, I don't know, I'll watch the Texas A&M-Colorado game or, I mean, or something else. I, I don't know the students, but, you know, Alabama shouldn't be playing teams like Mercer. No. Like, that, that's just embarrassing. I mean, it helps the economy. I guess it helps Mercer out. It school. does help. But right. anyway, yeah. Nick Saban, you should be way more grateful because you could, you could be like Florida State and lose to Jacksonville State. Oh, no. All right, Joey, I'm going to let you go. I, I don't even know, know what you say. I don't know. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably figured out that I'm not a huge Mike Norvell fan at this point. I mean, to be honest with you, the, the easiest thing in the world would be if he was a good coach at Florida State. I just haven't seen it. It was the worst coach football game I've watched, and I watched Willie Taggart coach football games. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it's he 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 didn't take the game serious, and you just it really makes me question whether he's a good evaluator or talent or not. Like the recruiting class looks good so far, which is which is great. Like you you're not going to keep it together if you go fucking two and 12, ten, which is what it looks like you're going to go this year. So, um, I don't know. Like, man, you don't have the talent to take not take anyone seriously. And he goes out there and he's putting Mackenzie Milton on the field, Jordan Travis, trying to do all this cute shit. I mean, it's just it was just pathetic. The team played like the coach wasn't taking it serious. The play calls down the stretch whenever you were, you know, whenever it was a one-score football game were ridiculous. Um, I hope more, Mike Morvell is successful, but um, I don't know. It looks like it's going to be Coach Dion in two or three years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there was a. There's nothing down. you can say about it. Yeah, there was like a fourth down or a third down. I think in the third or fourth quarter. I can't. I had to catch the highlights of this game. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but they went into the wildcat formation and didn't didn't make the well. Game. Well, the thing is, the Wildcats have been very successful for Mike over the last two or three years, or I guess the last two or last year at Florida State. Like, it has been successful, but I don't know. Like, when you like, I, I, I'm 100% in favor of McKenzie Milton starting. I think he's a way better quarterback than Jordan Travis is, but you got to utilize Jordan Travis. You have to. And so, when you're up by two scores, 17 to seven, you're got a first and goal. With inside the eight yard line, if you put Jordan Travis in the game, you're going to score a touchdown. Yeah, he's going to he's going to juke, juke around the he's going to get in the end zone. Give him four plays, they'll score. And they just run these ass nine plays. And the fourth and four, you throw a a fade to a a, a true freshman wide receiver. Like I mean, it it's it, it is just crazy play calling. And then they have two running backs, Trayshawn Ward and Josh Corbin, Deshaun Corbin who are, like, really top-of-the-line running backs who were in a rhythm, and they didn't run they they didn't run them at all in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You could just let Deshaun Corbin run over Jacksonville State for a, a fourth quarter, and he'd win the football game. He broke one for, uh, what, 90-something yards against Notre Dame, or was that in the Jacksonville 89, State game? 89. 89, yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'm not even going to talk about the last play on defense, how stupid it was running in cover two when you know they're throwing a Hail Mary. Like that, I mean, Adam Fuller is going to get fired before the end of the season. It's hard. Mike Norvell won't just because we can't afford to fire him. And as long as he keeps the recruiting class intact, he still has a job. Yeah. Um, you at the but, very least go cover four, right? 
Like, like at the very least, if not prevent defense. I, I don't know if you guys heard this part of the story, but Jacksonville State ran the same play the play before, and their coach said that the same guy was open on the same play the play before, and mm-hmm. FSU didn't change defenses, and then they scored in the last play of the game to win. So, I mean, it's just a ter- the worst coach game in the history. It, it is the worst loss in the history of Florida State football. It is. This is, now- this is the Georgia Southern of Florida State. Yeah, it's the worst loss in the history of Florida State football, and now that's on your record. And now, like, I don't know what what where, where he goes from here. I don't mm. know where I go from here. I'm mm. I'm so indifferent about Florida State football at this point. Like, I just don't care. Basketball season's coming up, and we're gonna be fucking good. So, get uh, ready. I don't even know, man. Like, it was ugly that last play of the game. Mm-hmm. I just don't and- even. Know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dig a bigger hole, but. Yeah, and then and then Florida State, the Florida State defender gets popped in the mouth right there at the end. Just just to add a little salt on the wound. That sucks. You know, he knew he was going in the end zone. Jacksonville State player just bah, just got him. That's okay. We, we you you know you have to take some of those. Maybe maybe they bounce back. I hope they do. You I don't. don't. No no Robert. What you I like Mike. Small. I like Mike Norvell. You don't you don't have to take losses to FCS teams as a Power Five football team as a Florida State. You don't. You just don't. But we did. Mm-hmm. Look, look. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is he's still got Willie Taggart plays in there. He's trying the to change is, the culture. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He completely replaced all the Willie Taggart players who are pieces of shit with transfers. This is his team. It is his team. So and you're saying he, this is all? This is all Mike Norvell right now. This is all on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't say. Well, I understand your, your, the way you would feel. You're a frustrated Florida State fan. You, see, you read it a little bit differently than I would, but I was, it's like I was listening to Lee Corso on college game day. I mean, you can barely understand You could understand him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you could barely understand him. But, you know, I, he said back in my day, you know, you have a rough couple of years, but once you can actually bring in the players that you want to recruit and build your team, that's when you can start being successful. That would never happen today. So it's very rare you have a coach that can last a couple of years of, with mediocre seasons before they're out, especially at premier schools like Florida State. I hope – I see I like Norvell. I do. I still like him. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Florida fan. I, 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 there are things about him that I like, and I hope that he can make it through this year and bring in another recruiting class and, you know, make well, something he, happen. He, right now he will make it through this year. One, Florida State's paying really tired way too much to coach for FAU for us to fire Mike Norvell. We are not a, a cash flush school, so we cannot pay to fire him. We can pay to fire his defensive coordinator, which is going to happen. If I see that's something crazy, like he's lucky, he is really lucky that they got Jermaine Johnson to transfer to Florida State because he is leading the nation in sacks, tackle for tackles for loss, and uh, there's some other studies leading the nation in. Um, and the other thing is he has this recruiting class that is ranked in the top five right now. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we start losing games, if I mean, right now, really, if we win three games this season, we're lucky. And is he going to be able to keep that recruiting class intact with that kind of record? Mm. That's, that's, that's really, the question. Yeah. In, in the days, in today's world where, where kids decommit and, you know, reevaluate oh, the situation Saquon. on the daily. Go, Saquon. I need the fantasy points. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, we got the Washington. Uh, I'm got, so far ahead of you. That's I got crazy. my dude. I got my ass <laughs> last week in fantasy. Ohio's got that good TV, don't they? I guess so. Yeah. All right. So we'll keep it in Florida and also in the ACC. Miami squeaked by Appalachian State. So Miami just not looking good as well, and they nearly lost that game. It, All right, yeah, Miami stinks, and uh, we're going to talk about it when we talk about their game against Michigan State. I don't know what Vegas thinks, but um, – No, no, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, we're definitely going to – Vegas stinks. That's – to me, that's money right now. Like, unless – if Miami comes out a completely different team, then they still lose because I think Michigan State's good. I don't know – I don't know why Michigan State isn't ranked. If they're, yeah, they're still not ranked, I guess. So – I don't know what the hell's up with that. We'll get so to it, though. Clearly, clearly, the AP poll still loves Miami because they're at least ranked 24th. Yeah, well, they shouldn't. They're going to drop out this week. I guess we'll get to that. We'll move on. I just wanted to say Miami. Banana you're land. Miami, you're disappointing me this year. Very disappointing. Uh, stay in Florida. Kick it with the big three. Florida takes care of South Florida. Even though South Florida did put up a 20-burger on Florida due to a couple, again, a couple of Emory Jones uh, turnovers. So, the quarterback, uh, quarterback debate goes on with Embry Jones and Anthony Richardson, right? Anthony Richardson, first player to throw and run for over 100 yards in a game since who, who knows when, and complete all of his passes, which was only three. But yeah. he, at a certain point, he was two for two for like, 100, like 140, 160 yards. Absolutely insane. But he did, he did he did kind of pull a hammy there. Yeah, he tweaked his hammy, but apparently he's doing fine. Like he's practiced every day this week, and he's been do, he's been getting reps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hammy sucks though, man. Like that's one of those you gotta like you gotta make sure you're on it, or else it'll do it again. Well, it's like you could be fine all week in practice, but then you'll take one step in the game and you'll tweak it again. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's it does suck to deal with, but Dan, we need we need him we need him for this week. That's that's it. Dan Mullen a few times has done this where he'll have a very good quarterback on the bench while the quarterback ahead is struggling and he just won't pull the trigger unless it becomes too obvious. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm talking about Felipe Franks with Emory Jones. It's like he has his moments. He has his moments where he'll put the ball on a dime and then he'll overthrow the receiver by 10 yards. Uh, I, I, and I like his ability to scramble. He, you know, I thought, you know, he, whenever he runs, you know, he'll fall forward and get five yards. So I, mm-hmm. I like that, but Richardson, I want to see more of, and I think the fans want to see a lot more of, and the commenters were saying the same thing. They were saying, you know, like, I don't really understand. He's thrown two interceptions in a row, but yet he's back out there. Richardson mm-hmm. done really well the entire game. The fans want to see him at some point. When is he going to put him in the game and let him actually go? And sure enough, he puts him back in the game. He runs for a touchdown, unfortunately tweaks his hammy. Mm-hmm. But it's been nothing but really positives, and I want to see more of it. I don't want to just get spurts of it. I want to see more and see if it's something that can be consistent. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I do think you keep Emory Jones in even after those picks just to get him the reps because – he, this is his first year starting. He's still got to get the reps in and get used to the speed of a real football game and the reads. And what's the worst thing that can happen? You put Anthony Richardson in against USF, and he breaks his ankle, and then he's out the rest of the season. Yeah, but now you take Alabama, 
and Emory Jones is going to start the ball game. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I know we're going to get into that ball game. Maybe I should save my thoughts, but Emory Jones, what we know is, is, is going to start the game. Yeah. I'm going to save my thoughts for Florida when we talk about the Alabama game. Cause I got a lot. Gotcha. All right. Moving on. Uh, Stanford beats USC. That was a surprise to me. I'm glad I didn't put a bet down on that one. Didn't even get to catch it, but looked like Stanford had the running game going. Let's see. Yeah, 115 yards by Pete, Mr. Pete, Nathaniel, Pete. Nathaniel Pete. Oh, yeah. Yep. So this is. Yeah. I was gonna say this is this is a weird one for me because I was high on USC to start the season. I me didn't too. put anything down on this, but I would have picked USC. And Stanford looks so bad to start the season. I was on him. Stanford was one of my. I don't know if it was one of my on the show locks, but it was one of my bets. Uh, to start of the season against uh, Kansas State, and they just look terrible. And then mm-hmm. they come out and beat the shit out of USC. And USC, they fired Clay Helton. They were looking for a reason to fire Clay Helton, and he just gave it to him. He fed it to him on this yeah. game. Yeah. And so yeah. um, I don't necessarily think he's a bad coach. I think it's kind of like, you know, I don't know if y'all heard this. Willie Taggart said uh, earlier last week that – or maybe it was the beginning of the season – that he got the FSU job too early in his career. Yeah. And I think that's probably true. He wasn't ready for it. Uh, he, I don't know if he'll ever be ready for it, but I know he wasn't ready for it then. And I think this is definitely true for Clay Helton. I think Clay Helton can be a good coach. And I think he will end up being a good coach. I think it just might have been a little too early for him. And USC is not a school to wait. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm surprised they waited this long on him. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, we'll see where this team goes from here. They made their cornerbacks coach. Their head coach, yeah. that kind of seems weird to me. Um, but I don't know. We'll see where they go. I'm going to stay away from them for a while. Wasn't Todd Helton the coach that was hired over at Orgeron? Yeah. Ed Orgeron was the interim coach. coach. They didn't hire him. They didn't mm-hmm. give him the full-time job. They gave it to uh, Todd. Uh, they gave it to uh, I'm Clay. That's mm-hmm. Clay, Clay, Clay Helton, yeah. Well, go go Trojan doesn't have the same ring. Some Snoop Dogg Rose. Yes. Oh, actually, I had I tried some. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, that one. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Uh, I got this one. This was one of my locks. Um, I had Colorado covering against Texas A&M. Texas A&M nearly loses ten to seven. Jimbo Fisher. Uh, your mundane offense, and also the starting quarterback is now hurt for Texas A&M going into an yeah. important week three game. So that's something we'll cover which, there. Which contributed to their performance, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even watch that game. I just kept up with it, like, via ESPN and, like, their in-game updates. But, I mean, Colorado is not exactly like a – No, they're, no, they're not. A, Colorado's a good good football team. Yeah. Texas it's, A&M – Classic Jimbo Fisher performance. This happened all the time in Florida State. It's nothing to worry about for Texas A&M. Mm. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't think it's indicative of how the team actually is because, like you said, Jimbo Fisher offense, and then also their quarterbacks out. And also, I think it's an away game at Colorado. It's a defensive ball game. It's a good, you know, it's a good team. I was wrong. You guys, you guys are both right on this. I was wrong. Hands up. Hand up. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, big one. As we were on ESPN Radio, we were talking about Notre Dame almost losing to Toledo. We were watching that very last second. Notre Dame avoids an upset uh, at at the Jesus at the Jesus Field. 
So like, yeah. So, uh, and by the way, shout out to Jack Cohn. He finished that game, threw the game-winning touchdown with a broken finger. He, yeah, they, they had to relocate it back in. That was crazy. Your ultimate, ultimate tough guy move. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, he didn't it, play the whole game though, right? They, he, they brought the other quarterback in. I, I don't, I, I don't remember if they did it. They probably did. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, he broke yeah. his freaking finger. And then they brought Jack Cohn back in. Yeah, yeah. But it made me think back to the Florida Notre Dame or Florida State Notre Dame game. It made me wonder, like, okay. Was that we were so hyped up about that game? It was it really the game we thought. I'm we still have a long season ahead of us. There's only we've only it, it, was, it was not. I'll answer no. that for you. It was it classic was week one overhype, overhype yeah. game. It's like Florida Miami a while ago when Florida you guys overhyped it year, but Florida uh, Miami did not like they won six games, I think. Well, look, I think it's uh, I think it's plain to see that um, Brian Kelly. Not happy, not not happy with Notre Dame. He, even he wants to execute his players. He wants yeah. to execute the whole team. Said that so last. Far, he hasn't been wrong. Yeah, said that last week, and then this week in in the locker room How? at halftime, he goes, "Toledo is beating you at your home stadium. What are you gonna do about it?" How funny would it have been if Brian Kelly just said the same exact joke after this game? <laughs> the callback. <laughs> I'm back uh, back. If he, no. no, not even if he said that. If he would have just went into the interview I'm and said the same exact thing again. That would honestly, I would win me over on Brian Kelly. I hate him. I think he's an idiot. <laughs> I would love him if he did that. Just, just second time over. He just whispers, he's like, Hey, can you can you bring up execution real quick? In fa- in favor of it. <laughs> I'm in favor. I'll do, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm in favor of executing them all. Yep, but uh, watch out, Notre Dame. You got a tough schedule ahead of you. If you're going to be, you know, if you're going to keep that ranking at eight, definitely don't deserve that at this point. I think this next this next week, if we don't see them drop back some, the polls the polls are rigged. Polls are rigged. All right, big game, Iowa Iowa State. Uh, this is where you were wrong, baby boy, and. And Brees Hall fumbled the ball at a pivotal moment. Doesn't matter. They weren't moving the ball that that well all game. And Iowa Iowa's defense top notch. Very good defense this year. Iowa is a very very good team. I like Iowa. Yeah. So uh, I was telling Robert before we started this. I have a betting pool where you have to pick your five most confident games. Uh, I went five and zero this week in those games. This was one of them. It was one of my locks on this show. And and, I, and I'll start off with Iowa State. I believe, and I they're a slow starting team. Uh, I, I, I believe in them. I still think they're going to be good. They're going to be in contention for the uh, Big 12 title this season. Um, but, I mean, it, this rivalry game, Iowa dominates. And Iowa's got a good team this year. I picked against them to start the season. I won't pick against them again, probably. Um, I think they're going to win. Uh, they're going to beat Wisconsin, and they're going to win the uh, Big Ten West. Is it the West or is it the leaders, the legends? Damn. I don't know what division it is anymore. But I think they're going to win that. And, hell, if Ohio State doesn't start looking better, I think they might be able to win that conference. Oh. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um, I think I think Iowa might be able to win that. Uh, Iowa State's in the Big 12, right? Like – were you talking about Iowa State? Yeah, beating? Iowa State's oh. in the Big Twelve. Yeah, 
Iowa is in the Big Ten. Sorry, I was I was paying attention. What I said was Iowa State is still going to be in contention for the Big Twelve title. Yeah, and I think Iowa might win the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Uh, we saw it last year. Iowa State was a slow starting team, so maybe it takes them a couple games. We'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, onward. Texas figures out what it's like to play an easy game in the SEC. They lose to Arkansas 40-21. to What's that about? Oh. First what off, happened? They, what they happened? Storm, <laughs> they storm the field afterwards, and they, they get fined. Uh, Arkansas. They get fined, what, 100 grand from the NCAA? And it's like, okay. From the SEC. Mm-hmm. Oh, from the SEC, because they storm the field. First off, SEC, we need to normalize storming the field. What the hell? Like, mm-hmm. at Florida, you'd probably get shot if you tried storming the field. Like, I, I, we need to get back to that. Auburn can do it. I think Vanderbilt did it a couple of years ago. Because mm-hmm. it's Vanderbilt, they should. I mean, even a win. They're going to pull a Kansas next time they win a game. It's because of the liability, Davis. People get hurt trying to tear down the goalposts. And then they sue. And then they sue. You know Idiots. what sucks about that logic is that people get hurt literally anywhere in any walk of life, but those mm-hmm. students are literally drinking their body weight. Yeah. And you're worried about the welfare of these students when they rush the field? That should be the ultimate defense. You rush the field? Yep. Were you drunk? Yep. Uh, sorry, can't sue. That would be, yep. you know, and, and I, you know, not legal advice yet, but I'm saying like that would be a good, that would be a good defense for it. I think they should do that. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. I think I didn't get to watch that game. Uh, I, I I'm high on Arkansas though. I really do think uh, they got something going. They're building a program out there, and it's a culture that loves football, and they want to get back to like Darren McFadden days where they're going to the SEC. Season. FSU should have hired uh, Kendall Browse as their head coach. Mm-hmm. Kendall Browse is a great coach, and and he's. He's branding it perfect for Arkansas football. Like I love, I love his branding and the defense, really good. Although they're missing a couple players this week, so that might not be so good for Arkansas in their upcoming game. All right, BYU upsets Utah. Uh, did Did you guys get to catch that game? I didn't, but uh, it they look very excited about it. I'm actually gonna watch it, uh, like some highlights or something tonight when I get home. Because fun fact, uh, so my future brother-in-law, he. Uh, is like a third-string quarterback, really a fourth-string quarterback for the for the Cougars. He might transfer, but apparently he might move to safety. But uh, my future mother-in-law and future sister-in-law were at the game, and they stormed the field too, so they got to have some fun. Nice, nice, uh-huh. nice. Hope yeah, they I found. Do I want to storm a field. Yeah, I could. I could never do that at Florida. Well, you got to storm the field for the Miami game after the win. Because well, I was there, yeah. You were a reporter, I yeah. was there for under my capacity. I want to be a part of the fans mm-hmm. and rush the field. God, that'd be awesome. See, it's in, it's all in your heart, Davey boy. All right, moving on. Uh, Boston College, again, puts a 45-burger, but they allow 28 points from UMass. I'm just pointing that out because Boston College actually has an offense this year. We need to watch out. Uh, they Their quarterback got hurt, though, um, but Boston College could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they're going to be a problem at all. I think it's going how, to be like Maryland. How I think hurt? It was Maryland a couple of years ago. Where? How hurt? Hmm? How hurt is I, he? I, I don't know. I just know he got hurt. Oh, let me, all right. I, I think Boston College will probably be like Maryland a couple of years ago where they like 
beat the shit out of the two teams they played, scoring, I think, 70 points. No, Fox and College got went from lost like all but except two games the rest of the year. Jerkovic has hand surgery, may sit the entire year. Hand surgery. Boston College was terrible two years ago. They hired a new head coach. He made them extremely respectable last year. I think he is an awesome head coach. I can't think of his name right now. I apologize to him, but they're going to end up being a problem. I'm going to tell you. They're going to be a respectable team until he goes somewhere else. Until he goes somewhere else. All right. I'm only bringing this game up because I uh, said watch out for Buffalo. They could beat Nebraska at Nebraska, and we talk mad shit about Nebraska. No one's talking about Scott Frost getting fired right now. They only beat Buffalo 28-3, to though, but that's a good win in my book. Buffalo's a good team, even though they're a smaller, smaller school. All right. Nebraska needs all the wins they can get. Uh huh. Um, UCF defeats uh, Bethune Cookman in Florida. Um, I think FCS school 63-14. That's this, racist. This game. Uh, well, they're not a FCS school. They're a uh, HBCU. HBCU. Cookman. So that's go. racist. Okay. <laughs> My bad, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. Anyway, NC State falls to Mississippi State. This was one of my locks. I had it wrong. I said NC State was going to win. I rewatched that game last night. Mississippi State opens the game. 100-yard t- kick- kickoff touchdown return. So, uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, that's a great way to start the game. Even if you take that away, they still won. Mississippi State's defense performed. And also, NC State's wide receivers dropped a lot of critical passes. This was... And it's not like they were completely catchable, like they were contended for. Mississippi State's defense were all, was all over the NC State wide receivers. And Mike Leach, I, I don't know, I don't want to say he's got something going just yet, but it seems that he performs better when he's not playing SEC schools. ACC's just down this year. It's going to be a tough year for everybody. So it's starting I don't off really bad. Much else. You guys played. SEC, I think you've lost to every SEC school right now. Like, Boston College might be the best team in the uh, in, in the uh, conference this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Vautech, I love Vautech, by the way. I don't know if we're going to talk about him. Um, mm-hmm. I bet on him every week. I've won every week. I'm betting on him again this week. Nice, anyway. nice. I, I like I like Virginia Tech, too. I do. Um, and you got anything to say about Vautech or, uh, or NC State and Mississippi State Davis? Um, yeah, well, I, I don't think the ACC is going to be much going with what Joey said, Mm-mm. but, uh, I'm going to give some love to Virginia Tech. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they, they looked really decent. I'm not, I can't give them too much credit. They look decent against North Carolina. Uh, they're probably going to be one of the best teams in the ACC. I, I they have a bye. Do they have a bye week too? No, Virginia Tech, they played, um. They played Middle Tennessee State. Okay, okay. Today? They covered by a pretty large margin. Uh, no, last week. Last week. Okay. Gotcha. No, I, I still think Clemson's going to be the best team in the ACC by the end. Oh, yes. I mean, it's still early for them. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, although, I mean, he's definitely not Trevor Lawrence. When he was a freshman, I think he's going to settle in. That'd be yeah. fine. No, but it's going to be a fun race to watch, that NC State-Virginia Tech race in the ACC Coastal Division. Um, I actually, I, again, another game that we're not going to talk about, and I'll, I'll just go quickly. North Carolina State minus like 26 and a half was my most confident bet in my pool. It was my five point bet of the week. 
I didn't make it a lock because it wasn't a big game. Uh, they won that game easy. That's going to be a fun race for the Coastal Division champ between North Carolina and Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech might win it just because they beat North Carolina. But anyway, I'll stop. <laughs> that was good analysis. I like that. That was, that was good. Um, the last big game, well, not last big game. We got two more big games we want to cover. Um, this was an SEC matchup. SEC East, Missouri visited Kentucky, came out with a loss. Kentucky wins. Kentucky, yes. Kentucky, yes. Good job. The Stoops is stooping. All right. Uh, and I got to watch that game. That was a fun game to watch. It went back and forth, honestly. Stoops has been at Kentucky for a long time now. He's building a good program. He's He's got the guys to do it. He just – they just fuck up. They just Kentucky fuck it up. They're drinking too much moonshine. You didn't hire Kendall Bryles. They should have hired Mark Stoops because he wanted – Mark Stoops wanted the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Stoops' family has Florida ties. Bob Stoops used to be the offensive coordinator under Steve Spurrier at Florida, and then I'm pretty sure there was – didn't Florida State have a Stoop as well? Mark Stoops was our defensive coordinator during yeah. those his first three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Before he, he took the job at Kentucky. Yep. Yep. Said so we hired Mike. No, they're, they're ignorant. Yep. All right. Yep. The game of the week last week was Oregon-Ohio State, 11 a.m. start time. It was a good game. Uh, this was one of my locks. I had Ohio State. No, wait. Was it? No, it wasn't. It yeah. was, not, was, was not one of my locks. But I did have Ohio State winning, and I was wrong. But it's because I was down on Oregon because they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau. And even without Thibodeau, they still their defense still had a few red zone red zone stops. Still had a good game. Yeah, that was a tough uh, that was a tough one because I was, I mean I'm happy for Oregon. Um, I mean I think as a fan I wanted them to win, but I locked Ohio State covering the spread and was so wrong, like way wrong. So good win for Oregon. This is a huge win for the Pac-12 to go into that area go into the horseshoe and beat them the way that they did is a huge win for the pac 12 oregon may actually look like a serious contender and the pac 12 has never had a team uh, win a national championship under this current uh playoff era they had oregon go to the national championship against ohio state but they lost so this was a huge win for them and a huge win for the pac 12 so uh, I'm looking forward to see what they can do the rest of the year. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my victory lap on this one. I might have been – that three-hour podcast we did last week, I might have been drunk by the time this pick started and might have been stumbling around. But if I didn't pick this game right, it was one of my locks. Um, Ohio State just didn't impress me, and I, I thought Oregon – they're a well-coached team. Mario Cristobal is a, is a very good coach. And even though they didn't have Thibodeau, they still – like. Yeah, I mean, they just outplayed Ohio State. They really did. And I think Ohio State's going to be fine in the long run. But right now, Oregon's got a real clean path to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Davis, uh, we, I will say real quick, you also you went over three on your locks last week because Tennessee also lost to Pitt, and that's just a heartbreaker for, for the I, volunteers. I told you, I had an awful week. Like mm-hmm. last week, I, I, I lost most of my games. I was over three on my locks. And I got my ass kicked in fantasy football. I had Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback. What the fuck? Who would have seen that coming? Uh, Jameis. Hey, 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 hey. Who cares? We're moving on to week three. That's all right. 
Sorry, it, bud. It was rough. Wait, game. why don't you tell everyone what my uh, my score was on Fox? Yeah, Joey, you went three and zero. I went two and one uh, because of that NC State game, and I'll take that. I will take that because I I had a lot of confidence in NC State. I still do. I think they dropped a lot of passes and made some critical mistakes. Mississippi State was the best team that day. That's fine. I'll, I'll make a comeback. We're moving on to week three. Um, so wait, do you think uh, do you think Aaron Rodgers is gonna is gonna get better? It doesn't matter what you think. Oh man, set it up. Sorry, sorry, bud. I, I will no, tell you this. No, I no, hope this no. wine gets better because it's not good. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg can't make wine. No, you just don't. You gotta like be the... high. How high are you? Yeah, you just. I'm not high at all. Yeah. Although I yeah. could. You gotta yeah. be way yeah. more high. Yeah, you have to I smoke. Have, I had that Delta Eight. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, the rosé is okay. I've tried that one. I'm not a big rosé guy, but he has other oh, wines. Try try the other wines. You might he just has other not... ones. Yeah, he has other ones. You might just not like rosé. He his uh, I think it, it's a darker red. It's pretty good. Anyway, I'm not plugging Snoop Dogg anymore. Okay. Although he wants, to, if he wants to sponsor this podcast, he can. Oh hell yeah! I, I, okay. I'll Snoop, drink his wine every podcast if he's sponsored. Yeah, me too. Also, Snoop Dogg is like one of the best commentators all time. Like low key, anytime he does like a commentating gig, like on the Olympics or the animal, the Nat, Nat Geo shit, it's fucking hilarious. And even my dad, who is not fond of hip-hop culture let's just say that um loves snoop dogg loves loved him and kevin hart during the olympics and loved loved watching all the funny stuff he does so snoop dogg if you ever happen to see this we will we will love to get sponsored by your wine and by your weed weed and wine and we'll change the show to college snoop dogg's college football weed and wine extravaganza Uh, dude yeah i mean you gotta have the extravaganza we were talking earlier. I hated that name beforehand, but I think all we have to do is add some confetti one day, and boom, extravaganza. All right, moving on. UCF at Louisville. Oh, where's the door? Oh, wait, wait. What, what do you want? You want the? Yeah, there that's it is. for the that's for the game of the week. I say that for the game of the week. It's okay. Nah, I like it. <laughs> Week three, Louisville hosting the UCF Knights. I think UCF gets the win. That's all. Louisville looks terrible. I, I love UCF minus six and a half. I wish I would have saw this line earlier in the week because I would have bet it, but uh, UCF minus six and a half. Not locking it in, but yes. Yeah, I'm uh, not locking in either. David? I'm locking it in. UCF oh, is going to definitely Jesus, first lock of the win for six and a half. Okay. No, because actually, I, I I didn't even know it was six and a half until Joey said something. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Sign me up. Let's do it. I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. All right. You guys, you guys talk about talk about uh, Cincinnati, Indiana. I got to go get a pin. Oh, you're okay. I love this game. This is actually a lock for me. Uh, Cincinnati, Indiana, like, it, it, it's crazy low. Uh, let me find it on here. Three and a half for Cincinnati. Half. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is probably, I think, they, like we talked about earlier, if there's any week or any year that a group of five teams can make the playoff, it's this year and the team Cincinnati. Um, three and a half is crazy low. Indiana has not looked impressive at all. 
I'm locking in Cincinnati minus three and a half. And this is actually not just a lock. This is my lock of the year. Whoa. This is the easiest oh. bet. Oh, so easiest early. bet all year. I mean, this is they're gonna win by twenty-eight. So I I take them. I take a minus twenty-five and a half. I I, I, I absolutely love Cincinnati. Um, in fact, I was listening to a podcast, another podcast that Kurt Herbstreit was on. He said in a in a now a couple of things have to fall in place. Cincinnati with their schedule, with the opponents that they do have, Notre Dame being one of them. That part of my take. Yeah. With an with yeah. an undefeated season, they will make it into the four slot for the playoff. And I think Indiana, a win here, is a notable win. It's a Big Ten school. Uh, it's at Indiana. Just like they're going to go to Notre Dame and play them there. You get wins at these places, those should be – good wins now i see i think i see why it's three and a half is because indiana is a pretty decent team and it's at their home and they are they a decent team at home they've upset people at home i think that's what vegas is thinking is that they'll play tough at home i'm not locking this in but i do have cincinnati winning i i thought i thought indiana was a decent team to start the season and then that opening game against iowa was terrible and maybe iowa was just a good team but i think cincinnati's at least as good as iowa so I don't I don't know. Indiana's got a lot of room to improve to be a only a three point underdog against Cincy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the policyholders have been paid thirty seven billion directly. That's a lot of money. Is is that Nick Saban? Yeah, Nick Saban had to hop in there. Apparently, uh, also brought to you by Aflac. Yeah, apparently Nick Saban likes these nuts jokes. I don't know if you guys got that uh, meme I sent on Instagram, but that was or not, not well, meme. So do it, was I. Like, it was like a yeah. The, who doesn't like these nuts? These nuts joke. All right, I skipped over Maryland and Illinois. I'm high on Illinois this year, um, so I got Illinois winning that game. If anyone wants to comment on that, no, no. All right, Mar- Maryland. Maryland, you got Maryland winning. I'm sorry. I think I'm still pissed off at Maryland from a couple of years ago because I remember specifically praising them and saying this is the dark horse team of the Big Ten. And then I was embarrassed the rest of the year. So, nope, I have nothing to say about it. All right. This Oklahoma-Nebraska renewal of their rivalry, old Big 12 rivalry, uh, Oklahoma's favorite, minus 22 and a half. Do we like Oklahoma that much? Um, so, no, I don't like Oklahoma that much. Um, Spencer Rattler is really off to a slow start this year. Maybe he does. Oh, oh, is he? I know. I know. I was giving him a lot of love. He's put up 62 or 72 points against uh, a nobody, but still 72. Nobody. A nobody. I mean, I'm not, that's nothing really to run to the Heisman trophy with. No, I, I mean, again, it's a long year. They're, I, Oklahoma's going to win the game, but I don't know, man. They're, not, they're just not. They're not. They're not doing what I thought they were going to do. Maybe it's just, maybe I'm reading too much into too late. Maybe, maybe we are. Maybe we aren't. But I don't trust them either. I'm not going to spend a lock on this. I think Oklahoma wins the game, but I'm not spending a lock on it. Um, I don't know. I don't like Nebraska either, though. So I hate both the teams. Yeah. So. Yeah. Garbage bowl. Yep. Garbage bowl. Uh, I just, I just love. I'm gonna relish Davis saying that about Spencer Rattler because the last two podcasts. 
Yeah, I mean, I was big on Spencer Rattler, but I didn't think he was going to win the Heisman per se. But I was still big on him. I thought he was really good. I don't know. Um, okay, moving on. Let me give my take on the Cincinnati game. I'm not impressed with Cincinnati at this moment in time. Last week they didn't. Have well, you're it. stupid. Last week, they, who they beat last week by barely anything. They okay, they played Murray State. And, okay, it ended up being 42 to seven. They, they covered sc- by a large margin. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter, though. So it was 21 to seven in the third quarter. I'm not like. Murray State, Murray State, Murray State. Woo! Like, they're not a good team. I, I'm not sure I like Cincinnati enough to make this a lock even at the three and a half. I'm not going to do it. Fail. Yep. Sorry. Moving on. Virginia Tech at West Virginia, however, at sitting at the two and a, minus two and a half for West Virginia. I'm taking that all day. This is my first law of the week. I'm going... Virginia Tech Hokies all the way. They they beat uh, West Virginia at West Virginia. So uh, this is again. I have the five bets. This is my second most or my number two bet. So my two point bet. So it's my fourth most con- confident bet. So we'll call it an honorable mention lock. It doesn't count for the thing. Virginia Tech. I told you I loved them. Uh, I don't understand this spread. I just think the wrong team's favored here. I mean, look at the records. Virginia Tech beat a good North Carolina team. I don't think they're a great North Carolina team. I think they're a good North Carolina team. And they took care of business against the other team. West Virginia one and one. What have they done to start the season? Really nothing. Um, I mean, Virginia Tech's going to win. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus two and a half is just, it's a gift. It's a sucker line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they lost to Maryland to open the year. West Virginia did. They beat Long Island University. Yippee. Solid defense. I thought, I thought that solid. was solid. They do have a solid, they have a good safety. Heisman hopeful. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, I'm not going to, if you haven't caught on by this point, Davis, I'm not even going to say anything. Um, I'm moving on. <laughs> Any, I, I, I'm with Joey. I don't, I don't see the hype with West Virginia right now. Uh, I think you're with me too, man. I, I, don't, I don't see the hype either. Yeah, like Virginia Tech. Uh, they're certainly one of the best teams in the ACC. I, I, I think they really like West Virginia because it is kind of a tough place to play at. Uh, that's actually a game I'd love to see a college football game. Just uh, because you have the most drunk crowd doesn't mean it's the toughest place to play. Uh, hey, man, get rowdy, make the other team a little scared. You never mm-hmm. know. But, no, I like Virginia Tech. I, I, I was, like, thinking about it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to go ahead and waste two locks already. Let's do it. Lock this in. Nice. All right. Cool. Lock the Virginia Tech in. See, this is one of those games, like, when you look at it from the betting perspective, it's like the the line is so outrageous. Like, it doesn't make any sense that it's minus two and a half West Virginia that you can't just, like, it makes Mm -hmm. you question it. Like, like, does Vegas know something I don't? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. I agree with you. All right. And uh, we're going to talk about the Miami line. That one's going to do the same thing anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll oh, go and talk. Touch it. We'll go and talk about the Miami line. I wanted to shout out Coastal Carolina. I think they do get Buffalo their favorite by 14 points. I, I like that. Um, but the Miami game, uh, Miami's favorite minus six, and they're ranked number 24 in the nation. And as I alluded to earlier, I am making this my lock. 
because I got Michigan State. I like Michigan State. I love Michigan State's running back. Um, he scored four touchdowns in the opening game. Let's see. Who who am I talking about? Number it, no- Can y'all guess what the line opened up as? No. What was it? Miami minus 16. No. Oh. No. That is egregious. Yeah. That is egregious. It opened up as Miami minus 16. And the Somebody line was bet all the way down to minus six. Again, this is a like it, it's so crazy that you almost have to bet Miami because they're begging you to bet Michigan State. It's like, mm-hmm. what does Vegas know that I do not? Um, I'm not touching this game because I think Michigan State's going to beat the shit out of Miami. I think Miami is bad. But yeah. I also think the people at Vegas are smarter than I am. So. I'm not fucking with him. Yeah, it's weird, man. The last couple of weeks, you and I have been just so on opposite spectrums, but we're agreeing a lot today. I'm not mm-hmm. touching this game at all. I, I don't know what Miami's going to do at home. There's going to be like 3,000 people in the stadium. Uh, I don't really know Michigan State well enough. I have not paid attention to them at all. I didn't even know that their running back scored four touchdowns in the opening game. So I'm, not gonna, I'm just not going to worry about this game. And I'm gonna just. So Michigan State always has a good defense, but never an offense. This year they actually have some semblance of an offense, and so that's that's why I got them. They look good, yeah. which is weird because the first two games Miami's played look terrible, mm-hmm. and it just makes it makes no sense. Yeah, no, doesn't make any sense. But that's okay. It's gonna end up being a free money game, and we're all gonna be scratching our heads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, We'll touch on this one because I think it's an interesting looking ball game. Uh, Minnesota at Colorado. I'm not going to waste a lock on it. I'm going to throw a pick out here. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Just because. Just because, fuck it. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like a, But it's two, two good named schools, so we'll, we'll go over it. Um, any picks? Y'all want to pick? throw a pick out there? Daniel Jones just ran for a long-ass touchdown, but it's going to get called back. Uh, no, I have no pick on this game. All right, that's fine. Purdue at Notre Dame. This game intrigues me. It only intrigues me because Notre Dame uh, was garbage against Toledo. And keep in mind, this is a home game for Notre Dame. doesn't change anything for me. Uh, and then I think about, you know, how they played against Florida State and Florida State, of course, losing. I, I, I'm, I don't I, – when it comes to betting, I'm not, I'm not going to put any money on this game. They're favorited by seven. Purdue, per, uh, Purdue, no. Purdue is undefeated. I think that this will end up being a pretty interesting ball game. I'm leaning towards taking Perdido. Damn it, Purdue. 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 I, almost, I almost had to go to Perdido today. <laughs> the Purdue has a solid defense. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think uh, – I actually am tempted to think that Purdue may cover the spread, but I'm not locking anything. Yeah, I'm not going to lock this anything is, either. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not either, but this is a put-up-shut-up game for Notre Dame. They really need to come out and stomp the shit out of Purdue. And, and to be honest with you, that kind of makes me lean Notre Dame minus seven. But uh, but I'm not confident enough in them for any locks or bets or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning Notre Dame, but I think Purdue is probably better than Toledo. Probably better than FSU, but I don't know that. You know, I don't know that about Purdue, so I can't say for sure. But I will say this: if they lose this game, 
it's going to be a rough fucking season for Notre Dame because they have Wisconsin, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, USC, North Carolina, Navy, Virginia, Georgia Tech, Stanford. That's the rest of the schedule. That's that's the rest of your season if you're a Notre Dame fan. You you're not like you got to get real good real fast. Things got to change. I don't know if they do. Name that schedule again. Wisconsin. They lost the close lost. one. State. Cincinnati. Lost. Virginia Tech. Lost. Oh shit! You're right. You're right. Okay, now there you go. You can stop. You're right. For, First three games, I mean, it, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So you better win this one. You got to get it. At least you have them at home. At least you have them at home. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Moving on. Okay. Uh, where am I? All right. Iowa can stay. That's fine. Alabama at Florida. Here we go. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Alabama at Florida. Yeah, um, bro. I don't. Uh, I don't have much hopes at all. The, uh, we have not beaten Alabama since 2008. I was still living in Tampa, and every now and then, just because I watch highlights of that game, just so I can be happy to be a Gator fan. Um, that the that's the last time we beat Alabama, and I don't think that's going to change this year. Uh, Alabama is just a damn good football team. Florida mm-hmm. is inconsistent right now with the quarterback position. Uh, going back to what I wanted to, to mention earlier is that Emory Jones is going to start the game. And I, I know we haven't seen a whole lot. And I know, Robert, you mentioned earlier that you want him to get more into a groove. He's not going to get into a groove against Alabama, but there's no way in hell he is. Mm-mm. I, I go back to Richardson, which, by the way, he's the leading rusher in this game. Richardson is the leading rusher. Jacob Copeland, uh, out of Pensacola, he's the leading receiver. Trash. I don't think any of that matters. Right now, all I do know is that Richardson has been the better quarterback. Why the hell are we still going to put Emory out there in this moment? Now, uh, we're going to see both quarterbacks, that's for damn sure. But right now, Emory does look so inconsistent. You want him starting against Alabama. Bama, when Richardson clearly has been that spark plug for the Gators offense, look, if Richardson sucks, then you can put Emory in there and then let's just see what happens. But if he's inconsistent against two not great football teams, all of a sudden he's going to pick it up against Alabama, I find it hard to believe. Mm -hmm. So Alabama's favored to win this game by 14 and a half. Shit, they'll probably cover, but I'm not going to waste any locks on it. I have another game in mind. But I just – I am not thrilled about Dan Mullen's decision-making, especially <laughs> when it comes to the quarterback position right now. And I love the guy as a coach. I mm-hmm. do. But I just don't know what his infatuation is right now with Emory Jones. Maybe he's just hyping him up. He's supporting his quarterback. But the better option is sitting on the bench, man. Why aren't you using it? I mean, what I said earlier, he's not going to use – He's not going to use everything he's got before the Alabama game, right? And even even uh, Jacob Copeland alluded to it earlier. Like, we, we have not been using our whole playbook. We don't want to show our hand against Alabama. So I'm curious to see if that's true, if they pull out any, any – uh, pull any tricks out of their sleeve, per se. But 
I think you're right. I think Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson offer the same thing. It's a dual threat quarterback situation where they're both not the best passers, but they're still pretty good passing the ball. But Anthony Richardson, from the looks of it, looks like he is the more explosive player. It gives you that big playability. I think if you, we have any chance of even being close to winning this game, Richardson's got to play a lot. He's got to play more than half of the, of the drives, of the snaps. Um, I think you got to win with both of them, though, because Richardson can also make mistakes. I watched the Missouri game last year live. Richardson fumbled the ball once, and then he also had a really bad decision. So Dan Mullen's not wrong when he says Richardson is missing reads, because he does. And you miss a read, you miss a protection read against Alabama, you're getting hit on the blind side, you're fumbling the ball, they're picking it up, scooping and scoring it. Is this correct where it says Anthony Richardson has 11 carries for 275 yards? Mm-hmm. That's insanity. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's, the dude's that's insane. almost 30 yards a carry. Oh, he, um, he gets nothing but long runs. He, he's, he's like a Lamar Jackson. I, I think I compare him to Lamar Jackson, uh, but he's bigger. He's like 6'5". So here's the thing, you know, this is how you know how indifferent I am about Florida State football is I'm going to compliment Florida. I want Dan Mullen to leave so bad. Like, that guy can coach fucking football. That's all he does. And, and, and you guys, what you guys are saying about his quarterback decisions, I agree with. He doesn't make the best decisions. He didn't at Mississippi State, but he's still a good football team. Um, I hope the pros come calling. I hope they take him away. And we don't have to deal with them anymore. And Florida hires Jim McElwain back. Um, but no here's way. the thing. Fuck you. No way, dude. I wish that evil upon you, Ricky Bobby. Um, but here's the thing. The worst time to try to figure out who's going to play quarterback for you is against Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you're in a quarterback controversy. I mean, you just can't. You're going to start Emory Jones. Emory Jones is not good. Emory Jones is just not best caliber of quarterback, uh, an SEC starting quarterback, especially against Alabama. It's going to get bad. Alabama's probably going to go up. He's not. Gonna, he's going to have two good bad or two bad drives, and then uh, they're going to throw in the new kid, and Alabama's going to feast on him. Hmm. I love Alabama here. I really do. I love them minus fourteen and a half. I think they win by twenty eight. Lock it in for me, Alabama. Yeah. I'm not going to lock it in. I do like Alabama here. I think Nick Saban is just being disappointed with his team. Is It's just semantics at this point. This is my second most confident game of the week. Yeah, Alabama is a wrecking ball machine. Right now, clearly the best team in the nation. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, like I said earlier about Miami the first week, this is the national championship game if you're the Florida Gators. If you're the Florida Gators, you prep for this game just like the national championship, which means hopefully last week you were even looking up Alabama tape and saying, like, we'll take our chances not looking at South South Florida's tape a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I think right now, to be honest with you, it, Oregon with, with Thibodeau is the only team that could even get close to Alabama, but they have to grow a lot. Like, I don't see another team in the nation that can get anywhere near them right now. Yeah. And that includes Georgia and Clemson. I just – I don't see it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Georgia, honorable mention that we saw a reappearance of Stetson Bennett, the mailman. The mailman delivered on on his packages this week. Uh, Georgia scores 56, actually allowed a touchdown 
from UAB. So seven, someone finally scored on Georgia this year. Georgia does look pretty good. That's got to be said. Davis, dude, mute your mute your shit. I'm tired of it. Mute, mute it. Just do it. It's weird how like it will just <laughs> randomly play. No, it does. It, every time you open a page in ESPN, it fucking plays. It's like every single time. All right, I'm get. I'm just getting out of it. I I closed my browsers. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's so. It's like every show. <laughs> God. Okay. I was gonna beat Kent State. Clemson plays Georgia Tech. I don't know if you got a take on this, Joey. I got Clemson beating Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is absolute dog dog shit this year. Um, I, I right now I don't trust Clemson minus twenty eight against anybody. I got to see more. I don't trust a minus twenty eight either. If that makes sense, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lock it or anything. Uh, did you have a second lock? All I got you on Cincinnati. Is that it? I had Cincinnati, Alabama. Oh yeah, you just locked in Bama. Okay, that's fine. Bama, 14.5. That's fine. Okay. Florida State, Wake Forest. Traveling to Wake Forest. I don't have a take. (laughs) You're wearing the shirt. You got to have a take. Wake Forest is favorite. Minus four and a half. I don't know. I'm not going to take that. I don't know much about the Demon Deacons. Give me Florida State. They've got to get their first win. I, I mean, what person. do you want? I don't know, man. What, you got to, you got to, what do you, what do you expect? We are what like a expect? Florida based podcast. Like, we got to, what, what do you expect out of this team? I mean, they, <laughs> I just watched, they just had the worst loss in the history of Florida State football. Maybe they, maybe they like playing away games. Maybe they're a travel team. I, I mean, I just don't, I don't know what you want me to say here. I mean, I, I have nothing. I really have nothing. Right. I mean, they're they're they they should have after the Notre Dame game. I would have picked them to win. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I really I really don't have anything to say. Oh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's see. A bunch of no one games. USC at Washington State. If anyone wants to give a pick on that, I'm very unsure about USC at this moment, especially without the head coach. And I'm not sure about Washington State. So I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna comment on that. Anyone? Around the same. same, same. All right. Who cares? Here we go. Uh, Washington. Who cares? Double who cares? Don't even care that they lost to Michigan last week. And Michigan has another cupcake game in Northern Illinois. Michigan has not been tested yet. I'll go ahead and say that I didn't mention them on purpose because Washington is not a good team. Um, the first week they lost to they were one of the teams that lost to an FCS school, Montana. They lost to Montana. Um, yeah, I think Michigan's a big question mark uh, team this year. Uh, yeah. They could compete, depending on what Ohio State does. I, I don't think Ohio State's dead. I think they're still going to compete for a playoff spot. But if for some reason they just have a bad off year, I think Michigan could come in there and compete for that uh, Big Ten East title. Mm-hmm. Here's one. Georgia and South Carolina. South Carolina with a 46 to nothing win over EIU the first week and a 20 to 17 squeaker against East Carolina. Now they go to the number two team in the nation. They play between the hedges against the Bulldogs. I think Georgia's got this all day. Uh, that 31 and a half spread. I don't know. Just cause I Kirby smart team, you know, they tend to like to run the ball whenever it's against 
your SEC schools, and they tend to like to grind it out. Yeah, I don't like Georgia minus 31 and a half against anybody. I'm not going to – I think they are 31 and a half points better than South Carolina, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. But I don't think they're going to score them by that. Uh, so, I, I, South Carolina's trash. Georgia's going to be fine. They're going to be a top ten team. So, Georgia to win, not mm-hmm. taking the spread. Yep. Uh, Oregon bumps up to number four this week. They host uh, nobody, Stony Brook. So, I'm going to have fun watching highlights of this game and seeing some some Oregon players just absolutely go off. That's going to be fun. Yeah, no spread, Oregon. No, yep. All right. Uh, North Carolina hosts Virginia. I'm going to take North Carolina. I'm not going to lock it in or anything. So Yeah, yeah. I don't – go ahead, Dave. I was at yeah, North Carolina. Uh, got a rebound win. Against Virginia, 2-0. and They're favored by eight. And this Virginia team, I, I watched them a little bit last week. I, I don't know. I like Virginia, too. They beat a good Illinois team. Well, maybe not a good Illinois team. Maybe a decent Illinois team. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I, no, I, I, I Virginia's not going to win this game. Um, but the Virginia has good coach, Bronco Mendenhall. Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, he, he, he really, he's, he really fits in at Virginia. He doesn't want to be, Bronco. what are you laughing Bronco. Bronco, Bronco. <laughs> he doesn't want to be at a big school. He wants to be at a Virginia. He wants to try to build that kind of team up, but they're just not there yet. Um, I like North Carolina to win. The minus eight's tough just because I'm just not in love with North Carolina this year. The only reason I had them in my pick them last week was because it was one of those fuck you games where they lost the week before there, so they're going to come out and prove themselves the next week. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win by seven. I also wouldn't be surprised to see him win by 21. So, because they're going to win either way. All right. Onward. Uh, Some people have Tulane beating Ole Miss. I don't think so. I think Lane Kiffin's back from the COVIDs. Ole Miss. Runs rampant and Old Miss beats Tulane better than Oklahoma did. That's my. This is my least most confident pick, but I have uh, Old Miss on my card minus fourteen. They're going to kick the shadow to them. Yeah, and I'm not saying Tulane is not a good team. I think they are a good team, but I think Old Miss's offense is just going to outscore, outscore Tulane. Uh, yep. I, I I personally, I'm a pretty big fan of. Their quarterback at Ole Miss, his name Matt Carroll. Yep, Matt Carroll. I, I'm a fan of Matt Carroll. That guy's a that guy can move the ball. He produces points. Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. They're oh, wait, wait you talking about uh, talking about quarterback at Ole Miss? Yeah, Corral. Yeah, Corral. Yes, Corral. Golden Corral. Oh, oh yeah, he is his his dad is the CEO of Golden Corral. No, he's not. No shit. What? <laughs> no, you're dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> if this guy was a CEO of crowd, that quarterback would be like 400 pounds. Da- Davis was like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have a take on it or am I? Am I no, other than I have Ole Miss winning. All right, good. Ole Miss wins. Uh, the Nerd Bowl, Stanford at Vanderbilt. I got Stanford winning. Vanderbilt sucks. Yep. Get out of the SEC. We need to. I have get- no idea. Get Vanderbilt out of the SEC. I'm tired of it. Bring someone else in. Probably, but what the fuck's going on with Stanford this year? Like, 
they're just the biggest mystery so far. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Oklahoma State at Boise State. Dude, I have not watched Oklahoma State this year. I haven't watched Oklahoma State yet this year but, either. But I've they're playing Oklahoma at Boise State. State. I'm going to take Boise State. Just I have Boise State. State. Okay. That's going to be a big one. I haven't watched either of these teams. I'll take Oklahoma State, but I'm not locking it in. Just yeah, to be no. contrarian. Is Boise yeah. State ranked? Yeah. Are they ranked? No. No. They've lost the game. Mm-hmm. I, I still like them. They lost to UCF. And, and they yeah. they had like a like a 21-point lead. Yeah, that was that fun game week one. That yeah, was a three-hour weather delay. It took so long. Ugh. Okay. Arizona State. Goes to Mormon country. They go to BYU in their favorite minus three and a half. This is a ranked ball game, number 19 at number 23. Uh, I like Arizona State here, but I also do like BYU to squeak it out. I don't know. I'm not going to waste a lot. I'm going to go with Arizona State. I, I, I like BYU here. I'm, I'm saving my lock. Otherwise, I would lock it in. Mm-hmm. I like BYU. It's like, a, it's like an honorary lock. Yeah. I, I haven't watched any of these teams this year. I don't have to take. Yep. Um, honorable mention game, Fresno State at UCLA. I think Fresno State has lost two close games to two Pac-12 teams, but Fresno State's a good team. They're going to lose again. UCLA is a good team this year. They got yep. they got the Chip Kelly offense moving. Chip Kelly put the visor on. He yep. starts winning again. Yep. I'm not right. locking this, this one in, but I will say when you do the betting uh, research – the public is on Fresno State, but the money is on UCLA. So if you're going to bet, go with the money. Bet mm. on UCLA. Hmm. Hmm. I think I would too. I think UCLA is a very good team. Uh, okay. And now it is time for the game of the week. All right, here we go. Week three, game of the week. <laughs> I got Davis with the fart. Uh, Auburn goes to Nittany country, and they play Penn State. What do we think about this one? It's going to be a whiteout, and Auburn's going to be wearing the white. Is this the game of the week, really? This is, a, I, this is the college football game of the week. I like this game better than Alabama-Florida this week. Or else I would have said Alabama Florida is the game of the week. It, the, it was it was a toss up. Yeah, I mean, not really much game, not really many games here. Uh, I I like Penn State. Um, I even like minus five. Bo Nix is terrible on the road. I was a big like I don't, for those of you like three or four guys who listened to this podcast at the beginning of last year. Bo Nix is a Heisman guy for me. Uh, he looked terrible last year, and I just don't think he's very good overall. I think he kind of was a one year wonder as a freshman. Uh, I mean, he beat Alabama as a freshman, but um, I like Penn State this year. I really do. I guess I'll tell you my lock after this game because we didn't go over my lock, my third one. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, uh, Penn State, minus five and a half. It's the bet. I I think Auburn's extremely overrated. Mm -hmm. You locking it? No, I got got another lock. Okay, okay. Then go over it. All right, that's fine. I... I'm looking at some stats here. Penn State has allowed 205 yards passing and 124 yards rushing, while Auburn has only allowed 21 and a half yards rushing and 160 yards passing. 
points per game. Auburn scored 61 points a game. Penn State's at 30 uh, points allowed per, per game. Auburn's at five. Penn State's at 11 and a half. So who has who, who Auburn played in the first two games? I mean, probably, I mean, definitely no one last week. But Because Penn State played Wisconsin in their first game, and they scored like 17 points. So Auburn's that means that they, two no if they're averaging 31, then that means they scored like 70 points in their second yeah, Auburn's played two nobodies, but also they played them like you're supposed to play them when you have a good team. Uh, Penn State played Ball State last week, and and Wisconsin and Wisconsin and Wisconsin is still a question mark for me. I don't know how good Wisconsin is. They only beat them sixteen to ten. So I am gonna lock this one in. This is the game of the week. I'm, this is risky, but I'm gonna go Auburn wins at Penn State. War Eagle. War Damn Eagle. Okay. So we have a one Penn State, one Auburn. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to do what I did last week. I think I went a little too back and forth with Ohio State and Oregon. A part of me thought, oh, maybe Oregon would do something. But no, Ohio State's going to do it. And I went for Ohio State, and I lost. I think I thought too heavily in that ballgame. This one, I you know, Happy Valley is always a tough place to play at. Uh, that's another place where I want to go see a college football game really bad. Me too. Um, it just seems awesome. But I'm going Auburn. Oh. And I'm locking it in. Oh. Like, I'm locking it. I'm using my last lock on this ball game, and here is why. Bo Nix. Sorry, I lock you up. Oh, let me lock you up. Uh, Bo Nix had a good first year, good freshman year. Uh, did not have a great sophomore year. Mm-mm. It was a bad sophomore year. It was. It, it, no, he's so, right. He's not good. He's not good on the road. He gets flustered. Like dude, remember, he's had thirteen swap? interceptions in his career. Thirteen, and uh, twelve of them are on the road. I oh, think, what I a stat, dude! Wow. I think, hang on, Davis. Hang on. Hang on. That's a stat, son. Let's go. Hey, good, good job. Hey, I I always appreciate it when people can throw down facts, but on this one. I, I think he's due. I think the rest of this team is due. And what a first statement win for their new head coach. It would, it would be an unbelievable win for Auburn to pull this one off. Keep in mind, Penn State was not a great team last year. They started turning it around. They're number 10 this year. I think they're giving a little too much love right now. I think Auburn's going to win this ballgame. And I need to use a lock, and I, and I love – having bold locks. Let's go ahead and throw this one down. There we go. You're in double jail. Yeah, Bo Nix killed Gus Malzahn, so uh, and you guys are locking him down against Penn State in, in Happy Valley. Probably one of the top five toughest places to play, and he's a bad road quarterback. I mean, it's just a terrible pick. I don't like Penn State. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't like him now. I do. I mean, if they win this game, I'm not – actually, I'm not going to say that. I don't dislike Penn State, and I, I'm not heavy on Auburn. But from what I've seen, I think Auburn is really, really playing confident this year. And that's what you got to do. They played nobody. Yeah, they played no one, and we're, this is the first true test. So I'm okay with taking a risk on them. Like, if I, if I took a risk on them thinking they were good after they lost to Penn State – and after they lost to, like, LSU or Georgia or something like that, I get it. But we haven't seen what their true 
potential is. And I think I'm going to bet on – I'm betting on them. And it's a risky bet. It's okay. Their potential is low. Um, my, uh, <laughs> my last lock is Ohio State minus 24 and a half against Tulsa. Um, Ohio State uh, got beat last week. They're going to come out and just prove a fucking point against Tulsa because that's what the teams do. That's why I, I won money on North Carolina last week because they lost to Virginia Tech. They came out and just proved a fucking point against, uh, I don't even know who North Carolina played last week. There's some nobody. Uh, they're going to beat them by 45 points. Mm. Yep. That's so. a good pick. I, I agree with you. And I, I didn't mean to skip over Ohio State and Tulsa. I actually just slipped my mind. But No, it's, it's a nothing game, but it's 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 a lock. Yeah, I respect Tulsa enough to mention them when they play a big team. So. All right. That's all I got. You, you guys got anything? Uh, let's see. Next week. May not be able to do the podcast. I'll be traveling to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Might be my future home one day. We'll see. But going to go hang out with some of Amanda's friends for her birthday. It's going to be awesome. Going to a Padres game. Nice, nice. Go Pods. Well, Bob, if you're in Pensacola, we can do an in-person Bob then. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. We, we should do that. We can cool. do the in-person pod. For the first time in a while. And maybe I can get my uh, nice camera set up and we could do it live. I, I'll have to oh, figure damn. it out. You want to do those, uh, a live in-person podcast without me? Fine. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, I mean, we can. <laughs> 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 All right. That's it for me. This hey, you week. weren't there for the UWF one. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Sorry. I was, I was working. Yeah. No, it's okay. Uh, sometimes we... We got to do those things. I might, I'm applying to a job in Orlando, so I might be uh, headed back there sooner than, sooner than I thought. We, Hell. We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll see what the podcast holds, but I love doing the live shit, honestly. That, the Miami-Florida game, that was so fun. And if we got more organized with it and uh, handed out koozies, that's the ultimate goal is to hand the people koozies with the logo on it. That's the ultimate goal. Agreed. Uh, other than that, I'm satisfied. Uh, we got some good games this week. We'll see you next week. Follow us at CFE Extravaganza, Instagram, Twitter, on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network, uh, on YouTube. And uh, go check out all the other podcasts while you're at it. Deuces.